The late night anger management class continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Lomorenzi. The pits, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Shout out to all of our AM affiliates. Shout out to everybody tuning in on the digital video platforms apps and everything else in between and of course Sirius XM channel 204 so the countdown to kick off is once again on now this time it counts this time it's really uh for real there's uh, trips to the Super Bowl at stake the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Green Bay Packers will be the first ones up Packers laying three and a half the total is 51 the Buffalo Bills are getting three total is 54 and a half obviously there's question marks uh, pertaining to Patrick Mahomes in, uh, and his concussion and concussion protocol, yet, yet they sounded very optimistic that he's feeling well, and it, you know it didn't look that bad either. Actually, I was you know it you know but you never know. You can't looks isn't uh, you know it's not my brain that got uh, shooken up there, and they do have to be careful, right? I mean, they did just give this kid a massive ass contract, and there's more than just his football game to Mahomes' career uh, moving forward, but. I'm under the assumption that he'll play, and I also thought Cooper Cup was going to play. All right, we thought Aaron Donald was going to play. Aaron Donald did play, but he was on the sidelines most of the game. He took a couple of snaps, but he was uh, ineffective as well. So I was just talking about, you know, my idea. I think it, I think it's a damn good one. All right, and I think if you disagree with me, you're a moron. Uh, but I believe that the AFC and NFC Conference Championship games they shouldn't play them both on um, on Sunday. Play one on Saturday and one on Sunday. Like uh, at nighttime. At nighttime. So, you know, Saturday night, 8 o'clock. You know, you kick off at 8.05 type of deal. Saturday night, Tampa and Green Bay. And then, boom, you have Buffalo and Kansas City Sunday night, you know, at 8.05. You know, and then you make, you make a whole weekend of it. I mean, that Saturday next week, it's like, oh, man, come on, man. Like, let's get, let's get to it. Especially as a Buffalo Bill fan. The, uh, the anticipation and the anxiety is, uh, is going to build. Now, I celebrated last night. It was really nice. It was fun. It's nice to get that sports fandom. You know what I mean? Feel like a sports fan, not care about bets and stuff like that. So I was very, very happy for, for the Bills players, for the Bills coaches, um, for the Bills ownership group, and, but more importantly for Bills fans. Bills fans at Buffalo, Bills fans worldwide, every member of Bills Mafia. Bills fans have been through a hell of a lot, I know. One win away from redemption. Bring it. What is the winning edge? It's sports news you can use. And you can only get it right here. We are Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to the voice of authority. Actionable insights and expert analysis on daily sporting events. In other words, information you can take to the bank. Stay tuned for more sports gaming strategies that are as good as gold. We are Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Sports Grid Radio Network. Let me get this straight. You took all the money you made franchising your name and bid it against the Harlem Globetrotters? Uh, I thought the generals were due. He's spinning the ball on his finger! Just take it! Take the ball! That game was fixed. They were using a freaking ladder, for God's sakes. 
level two continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Overhands who throwing it down. Sunday, bloody Sunday. At least it was for me. I gotta tell you, it's a great weekend. Would have thought it would have been a great weekend. We started off hot. We hit a million Buffalo Bill parlays and UFC uh, parlays and, you know, plus money this and plus money that. But it was a prop disaster for me in the Buffalo Bill game. And like pretty much everybody in Buffalo uh, today and Bill's fans worldwide, um, yeah, you know, we had a few after the game last. Can you imagine how hungover people are in Buffalo today? <laughs> like, like it's a good thing it's not Monday, all right? It's a good thing it's not Monday. Now, next week they play Sunday night. And, um, you know, we'll figure out our schedule. Of course, we're going to be on at midnight. Uh, but I don't want to change anything right now. I'm going to wear the same thing. We'll do the uh, in-game live during the game uh, as well. So, you know, whatever. We'll, we'll be on next week for the uh, the Bills game, and then we'll step up with the late-night anger management class uh, as well. So we're talking about um, teams playing at home in the Super Bowl, uh, potentially. All right? They, they can potentially uh, play at home. They need to win one more game. And it has happened, all right? And there's a, there's a few instances, actually. There are a few instances of... Um, of teams playing in the Super Bowl in their home city, but not their stadium, right? Home city, but not their stadium. Like, didn't the Rams play a Super Bowl at the Rose Bowl? That um, that classic um, that classic Steelers Rams uh, Rose Bowl uh, Super Bowl. So we have, we have the history here. Um, it's pretty pretty crazy, actually. That you know, you look at some of the stadiums that the Super Bowl was uh, was hosted at, like. They played a, they played a Super Bowl at Tulane. They played a Super Bowl at Rice. <laughs> they played a Super Bowl at Rice. And it's crazy. Like teams generally are terrible. Like if you know the year. So like they played the Super Bowl at Tulane. All right. New Orleans, Louisiana. New Orleans Saints. They were 4-8-12 that year, 1971. Houston Oilers, Rice, Houston, Texas. They played Rice Stadium in Houston. 1973, the Oilers were 1 and 13. The Saints, they played another game. They liked Tulane Stadium, evidently. In 1974, uh, the Chiefs were, uh, the, the Saints were 5 and 9. New Orleans Superdome. Like, so the thing is, it sort of happened a lot in the old days. The 49ers played a Super Bowl at, uh, at Stanford. The 49ers played a Super Bowl at Stanford, which is uh, kind of crazy because, like, that would never happen now. Like, Stanford Stadium, it's not fancy enough for, like, a Super Bowl. It's it's funny how, like, it used to sort of be about the game. It wasn't about the stadium. Now, basically, like, you need to build a new stadium, pretty much, or sort of be a legacy stadium to, to host the Super Bowl uh, right now. Um, it was pretty crazy. I could have sworn, though, that didn't the Miami Dolphins? I guess I'm not seeing it, though. I want to look up the, uh, the history of the Super Bowls. But uh, we'll, we'll get back uh, to that. So as I was saying, I, like a lot of Buffalo Bill fans, whoa, um, it was one of those deals today when I woke up. I woke up and I was like, I sort of, it wasn't like it was a dream, but I woke up and I sort of like, I, I logged on to a site just to confirm. Like, I was like, man, because I woke up, I got like Buffalo Bill gear lying all over the place and stuff. And I'm like, man, did the Bills actually really win last night? Is this true? Is this really true? And I was like, yeah, it's true. And I went back to bed. I was like, I sort of went back to bed with a smile on my face. And like I tweeted last night, 
If you're the Buffalo Bills and Bills fans, enjoy the win last night. No, did we win the Super Bowl? No. Uh, but we're back to the AFC Conference Championship game for the first time since uh, 1993. you got to enjoy the ride along the way, right? And even the players. Like, even the players. I assume the Buffalo Bill players got plastered last night. I'm assuming that they got... Um, I'm assuming that they all got pretty hammered after uh, the game. Partied it up, enjoyed themselves safely, I hope. And, um, and then, unlike every Bill fan... Shake off the hangover today <laughs> and get back to work tomorrow. You know the coaching staff is already at work right now. It's interesting, though. This is a rematch, all right? Both these games, actually, that we have this week, both these games are rematches. And the Buffalo Bills played against the Chiefs, if you recall, when it was the, the Tennessee Titan uh, week. So the Titans got COVID, remember, and through the Steelers' uh, schedule, uh, off the Steelers lost their bye week uh, due to the uh, the Titans and the Bills were put in a really tough spot in which the Bills were told the Bills were told listen you might play Tennessee or you might play Kansas City so you might if you basically the Bills were told to prepare for both which is impossible to do you know and I talked about it at the time you know how hard it is you know how hard it is to prepare for like one team for one game they don't have a lot of time, guys. Like, the, there's union rules and stuff like that. It's not like the players are there 14 hours a day, guys, even in the playoffs. Like, they don't have a ton of time uh, for this stuff. And and the Bills were told, listen, if the Titans can't play on Tuesday, then you'll play the Chiefs. And they actually said you'll play the Chiefs on Thursday, which, like, was just too crazy. So they said, no, no, well... We'll either play on Sunday or or Monday or Tuesday again. <clears throat> so, like, basically, long story short, the Buffalo Bills were screwed, all right? They, they, and the Tennessee Titans are a good team. And so you, you have to play two of the best teams at the time in the conference, back-to-back, and you don't know who on what day. And, and, you know, the Bills were put in a really tough situation, and it that was the worst... That was the worst part of the Bills' season. The Bills opened up their season with a 27-17 win on the uh, the Jets. You know, wasn't overly impressive, but you know what? It was a win. It was a win. Then it beat the Dolphins 31-28. Then they, remember week three, that game against the Rams. The Bills had like a 28-3 lead. They blew the lead. They were down 32-28, but then they scored, uh, and they won 35-32. Uh, they beat the Raiders. Man, I love that Raider game. I put a lot of money on that Raider game. Uh, they beat the Raiders. So the Bills were rolling along. They were rolling along. And, you know, the Bills have a 4-0 record. And what happens? Suddenly, oh, we don't know what day you're playing. Yo, you might play Kansas City. You might play Tennessee. And what happens? They go to Tennessee, and they got massacred. It was by far the Bills' worst performance of the year. 42-16, they got smashed. All right? They got absolutely smashed uh, at Tennessee, and it was a Tuesday night, right? And what was the deal? The, and then they played on the Monday. All right? It was the Tuesday and the Monday. That's it. So they played on Tuesday against the Titans, and then it was one of those Monday doubleheader deals, I think, with the Chiefs and the Bills game. And the Chiefs, the Chiefs beat the Bills 26-17. So the Bills lost two weeks in a row there. I think the Bills only lost three games and uh, this year, and... They lost back-to-back weeks, so games. But it was in the same week. It was like a screw job. 
And then after that, the Bills didn't look that good against the Jets. That's the game that they became the first team in modern history to, uh, to win the game by not scoring a touchdown, but they didn't punt. They had zero touchdowns and zero punts, but they still won the football game. And then, you know, so, and even after that, they played the Patriots. And the Patriots always beat them, right, with Tom Brady. And it was the first time that they played the Patriots. And it wasn't pretty, all right? The Bills won 24-21. Cam Newton fumbled the ball in the red zone, actually, late in the game. And at that time, you can start to wonder about, all right, just how good is this Buffalo team? Like, you know, what's the direction of this team right now? You know, you got your ass handed to uh, by Tennessee. You were flat against Kansas City. You couldn't score a touchdown against the Jets. And the Patriots weren't that good. And you had a real problem beating them 24-21. It was the next next game against Seattle that they dialed it up. And they put 44 on the board. The late-night anger management class continues. We do this 24 hours a day, working hard to bring you the news you can use. Get on the grid. We are Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We're here 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 52 weeks a year. Don't believe us. Never turn us off. You'll see. Keep listening to Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Radio Network. My name's Bobby and I am an addict. Hey, Bobby. Hi, Bobby. You know, you folks aren't here because you're gamblers. You are here because you are terrible gamblers. Okay, Bobby. These folks don't need to stop doing what they're doing. They just need to get better at it. The late night anger management class continues. I am Renzi. We're throwing it down. Series XF 204 and more. A lot of stuff we could get to. Crazy UFC. UFC on ABC. Blood was spilt. Blood was spilt. Uh, you know it's crazy too, because we you know we did very uh, we did good with the UFC. We did good on Saturday uh, with the NFL, but we didn't bet a ton today. But what we did, we lost. All right, what we did. Now, if you recall, all week uh, last week, I told you guys I like the Cleveland Browns plus three points in the in the first quarter. Well, we got the push. <laughs> it was it was a push. All right, uh, we we got the push. So started off the day with a push, and I put that play in overnight. Because I was like, ooh, I don't know, I'm up pretty late here. I better get this bet in. So I put that bet in, and I like the over of the game, and Mahomes gets hurt. Was it going to go over? I don't know. I don't know. But I know that it had no hope in hell of going over the number once Mahomes got hurt. I'll tell you that. And it's the second time. I got burnt last night, guys. And, and, you know, listen, the game, it was extremely windy in Buffalo. That was the weather cast. And, you know, I've been right for like two weeks in a row about, ah, don't worry about the weather. Like, you know, it's just too much talk about the weather. It's just all sort of lip service. It's just talk radio fodder. And I get it. It's handicapper type of stuff. Ooh, the number came down because of this and that. Um, nobody knew how windy it was going to be. That was the weather game. So, and I, run, and I got burnt by it. I got burnt by it. And the winds just got worse as the night was go- going on. And I knew, man, when I saw Tucker miss a 41-yard field goal, 
And right away, I was like, oh, man, yeah, yeah, this, it's really windy. And you could see the uprights were blowing. And then it was, you know, punts were, were shank jobs, and the wind was just causing havoc. And, and you know, Josh Allen had Stephon Diggs wide open on a bomb. And, he, you know, Josh Allen actually does have a nice touch now. And the ball got away from him. It just sailed on him. So everyone was having a problem with the wind. But the second half total was 23 and a half slash, you know, 29 and a half in game. All right. You know, 29 and a half points in game. Need to get to 30 points. And, and they would have. The Buffalo Bills scored 14 points, guys. All right. In the third quarter. The Bills scored, you know, we needed to score 24 points. The Bills scored 14 in the third quarter. But Lamar Jackson getting knocked out of the football game changed everything. Suddenly, right once that happened, the Bills started running the ball. Like, the Bills didn't run the ball at all, man. The Bills had, like, four rushing attempts in the first half. One of them was Josh Allen on a scramble. And, like, they literally, it was by design. Right? We talked about it. It was nothing that we were right about. We talked about how the Bills were going to try to get up and be aggressive early. And they were, but they couldn't score. And they, But they kept on being aggressive until they got the lead. And, and then, ironically enough, Lamar Jackson gets knocked out of the football game. Now, we should note, it's not like Lamar was lighting it up or anything, right? They only had three points. So, I, you know, I'm not saying we were going to hit the over the game. That was a lost cause. But it was frustrating because we would have hit the second half over. We would have hit the second half over, right, if not for the injury. And today, I don't know, man. I mean, come on. You're at 39 points. Would there have been three more touchdowns in that game? Maybe. Like, you can't. It's one of those, you don't, we don't know. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I can't tell you for sure, but I can tell you I didn't have a hope in hell once Chad Henney came in. So I had the over of that game, and I also had the over of the Saints game. And the Saints, the Saints game, I thought... The Saints game, I thought that um, during the game, I was never really panicked about the total. Like, I was looking at the, and I had 53, but I was looking at the in-game number, and it was like 51 and a half all the time. It was sort of lingering around the number. And I had Tom Brady. I didn't play a ton of props today, but I played Tom Brady completions. And that would have hit as well, but these damn props, man. Like, when one team... If, like, Drew Brees with three interceptions, like, if you're going to throw three interceptions, right, then the other quarterback doesn't have to throw as many passes suddenly. You know what I'm saying? The field is shortened, and it just changes everything. And then, and then also, if the other team is, is, is going to throw three interceptions, then, then you get the lead. Then, you know, the team, the team is going to run the ball more, right? I needed this game to be a little bit more of a – I needed more from the Saints to force Tom Brady to throw the ball more today. And it was just one of those deals. The wheels fell off. Frustrating. You know, I'm happy that the Buffalo Bills won. And we've got a full slate of games tomorrow. Not football, but uh, it's a holiday. we got a holiday slate. Early NHL games, NBA games, uh, college basketball games. Babano will join us a little bit uh, later on. Uh, we'll get into it. So we were talking about uh, teams playing at home. Now, we're not there yet. And to be honest... Listen, I said the Green Bay Packers are going to the Super Bowl, and I'm going to maintain that. They're a damn good team. They're a damn good team, like the, the Packers. I, you know, I know the Rams' offense. I know the Rams, like, had injuries. But the Packers made plays when they had to on both sides of the football. Like, nothing's going to be pretty, guys, in the playoffs. And it doesn't have to be. All right? It doesn't have to be. 
And it's funny because we're talking about the Buffalo Bills and how, um, you know, the Bills are like the first team to, um, the Bills are the first team in NFL history to win a playoff game by 14 points, despite being outgained on the ground by 120 uh, yards, according to stat heads, Katie Sharp. Uh, the Ravens rushed for 150, while the Bills had just uh, 32. 32 rushing yards in a game. So we talked about it. The Ravens threw for more yards. The Ravens outpossessed the Bills, 35-33 to 24-27. Ravens had more first downs. Ravens had uh, more third down conversions. But in the end, none of this crap really matters, all right? And this is why, this is what I'm getting at here. The Bills are just the second team in the last 10 years that have been held to less than 225 yards in a playoff game and win. Joining the Denver Broncos in Super Bowl 50. And uh, Matias asked me the other night, what's the most I ever bet on a football game? And unfortunately, that was the the football game. That game and... um, and the Buffalo Bills against Washington in the Super Bowl. And I lost both of them at the times. So my two biggest bets I've lost. And I had a lot of money on this one. Like 18, 19, 20. I don't know, man. Like I had so much. I had like, I was in Vegas. I had like 13,000 at the book. I had like, I don't know, online. Like you name it. Like I had a lot. I, and the crazy thing is, I could have crushed the props in this game. And that Super Bowl game. And I was in line, and I was like, ah, screw this. I said, I don't care about putting 200 and 200 on that in this prop. And I've lost a lot of Super Bowls before where I've salvaged it with winning a lot of props. But that Super Bowl, I didn't get all prop crazy. I had a few props that I played earlier in the week, but basically I had so much money on the game, and I was nervous and stuff, that I was like, I don't care about your props. Like, I got to win this damn game, right? And... You know, it was frustrating because as the numbers state, so the Buffalo Bills just the second team in 10 years to be held to uh, less than 225 yards and win joining the Broncos. That was a crazy game, man. Like the Broncos like had less than 200 yards of offense or something in that game. But you know what they did do? You know what they did do? Every time they needed a third down, a first down on third down, they got it. So, they, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like stats or whatever, and people say, oh, the Bills aren't playing well. Well, whatever, their defense is playing great. Before, everyone was worried about their defense. Now people are worried about the offense, but I wouldn't be. Every game is different. It was windy as hell. Baltimore's got a good defense. You saw Baltimore and Tennessee was a low-scoring game as well. And now they get the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, weather, weather shouldn't be as much of a factor in this football game for the Buffalo Bills. In fact, it's not um, it's not going to be uh, cold, but I believe it will be raining. Now, one thing that we learned last week, and I made a point of this, if you recall, the weather the weather forecasts change, right? So you look at it now, and it'll say, "Oh, it's going to be this," but you know, in two days, you know, when you check in with it, weather patterns change. So it's tough to sort of lock in what the weather is going to be. Yet, as it is right now. For Kansas City, it's going to be 43 degrees, which is, you know, for this time of the year, for NFL football, playoff football, 43 degrees is, uh, that's balmy. You know, that's that's not, you know, so cold is not a factor when you're talking about it uh, being 43 degrees. It is expected to, uh, to rain.
says rain and snow showers. Once again, I you know, I guess it could rain. I don't know about the snow if it's 43 degrees. Now, we should note, though, this game will be played at nighttime, right? So if they're playing this game at 640, yeah, you know what I mean? By 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock at night, things could be getting weird in Kansas City. Who knows? It's crazy, though. Beautiful weather all week in Kansas City. Monday, I'm like a weatherman. I'm getting you caught up to date here. Uh, and Lou says he knows weather. So Monday in Kansas City, 43 and sunny. Tuesday, 45 and sunny. Wednesday, 54. Thursday, 52. Friday, 39. Saturday, 38. Sunday, 43. So as we stated, it's balmy, and we're talking about the Buffalo Bills as well. But one thing that we've noticed here about the Bills is their offense, it really is, like, for a team that plays at Buffalo, their offense is better on the road and, like, in perfect conditions. Like, you look earlier in the year, like, they played at home 44 against Seattle. Um, You know, you look, they hung up 56 on Miami, I know. But I'm saying, like, you know, the warmth, the Bills on the road, the Bills are a good road team, too. So, like, the Bills might be better off, like, actually playing in better weather, not in Buffalo, if you know what I'm saying. Bring it. Coming at you all day, every day, with more attitude than other lesser networks would deem appropriate. We are Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Look, we're not saying all the other sports talk networks are backwards, but we're pretty sure they all have a favorite Yeehaw episode. Get on the grid. Yeehaw. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Oh yeah, it's all set. They got the bug boy out. The bug boy? Yeah. The little fella's been riding his heart out. They're gonna break his maiden. Really? It's a little slow out there. It rained last night. Oh, this baby loves the slop. Loves it. Eats it up. Eats the slop. Born the slop. His father was a mutter. His father was a mutter. His mother was a mutter. His mother was a mutter. What did I just say? The late night anger management class continues. I am Renzi with Voted Down. Series XM Channel 204. Um, so, uh, we have another coaching uh, hiring. Uh, we've talked about it uh, earlier as far as the Chargers are concerned. So the Chargers hire uh, Brandon Staley, defensive coordinator of the Los Angeles Rams, to become their new uh, head coach. And the you know the musical, the game of musical chairs here, the chairs are starting to uh, to run out. So Chargers new head coach Brandon Staley, Jacksonville Jaguars uh, new head coach Urban Meyer. Um, so Brandon Staley, defensive coordinator of the uh, of the Rams is now the new head coach of the Chargers. Urban Meyer doesn't need any, um, you know, he doesn't need any introduction, but we will tell you, just for the record, Urban Meyer's never coached in the NFL before at all, like at, at any level, at any level at all. So it's his first foray into the National Football League. Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith is the new head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. He was the offensive coordinator of the Tennessee Titans. The New York Jets hired Robert Saleh, um, Salah. Um, my apologies. <laughs> uh, you know who I'm talking about. Uh, the defensive coordinator of the San Francisco 49ers. 
I don't know. That guy seems like he's the real deal. Players love him. He did a good job consistently. I, I you know if I'm looking at all these hires, I think the Jets might have the best hire uh, so far. I think that the Jets might have the best hire. Now, the Detroit Lions are going to hire Dan Campbell. They're going to hire Dan Campbell as their new head coach. Uh, if you're, so, Dan Campbell. Uh, Campbell has spent the past five seasons coaching with the New Orleans Saints. Uh, he's assistant head coach and tight ends coach on Sean Payton's staff. He's never been a coordinator in the NFL, but he's uh, worked various coaching capacities since retiring a 10-year playing career as a tight end. Um. His playing career included three seasons with the Detroit Lions, and he was a member of the team's 0-16 campaign in 2008. So they replaced Matt Patricia with this dude, Dan Campbell. I don't know, my gut tells me that Dan Campbell will be a good coach. You know, he was a player. He's a smart guy. He's been with Peyton and stuff. You know, Howard Balzer brought it up, and I agree with Howard. And, you know, I agree with Howard. He's brought it up on our show a couple of weeks ago that, that you know, just hiring, like, the, these teams, it's just rinse and repeat, right? All right, the team fails, so they hire another coordinator from another team. And I don't know. I'm underwhelmed by a lot of these hires, but you can't judge this stuff until you actually see them coach, right? Until, like, let's see let's see what happens with the team. But I don't know. Charger fans, you know, all, all six of them, what's Feinberg uh, saying uh, on Twitter? But people are kind of surprised about this. They're not overly in love with it. You know, the Chargers needed the Chargers need us, you know, to make a, you know noise, man. You're in Los Angeles. You got the Rams there, right? You've got the Dodgers. You've got the Lakers. You know, I don't know. Now I can I you know I I, I understand though. I can think that listen, Justin Herbert is damn good, and. You know, maybe you know they didn't need an offensive guru because they've already they're already good on offense. But to me, you know, I'm happy as a Buffalo Bill fan. I'm happy as a Bill fan that Brian Dable is still our offensive coordinator right now. And the question is, so what happens? There are two jobs left. So Chargers, Brandon Staley, Jaguars, Urban Meyer, Falcons, Arthur Smith, Jets, Robert Salah, uh, Lions, Dan Campbell. Now the two job openings that remain the Houston Texans, and the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, Eric Bieniemy reportedly, reportedly is not a candidate for either of them. Like, and in fact, Bieniemy didn't even interview with the Houston Texans. And this is, this is what leads us to Deshaun Watson right now. Evidently, Deshaun Watson basically told the Texans, you better hire Eric Bieniemy, otherwise I'm out. And they won't even interview him. So, and what what was the tweet yesterday or two days ago? Someone said, uh, wonder what Deshaun's uh, level of rage is right now, and he responded, 10. Word in the National Football League is that Deshaun Watson's done with Houston for real. Like, he's done, done. And I don't know, listen... I'll tell you what, Brian Dable, the offensive coordinator of the Buffalo Bills, paired up with Deshaun Watson would be a great combination. And I think he'd be a great hire, but there's something to this. And I can't speak for Deshaun Watson, but there's been accusations in the past, basically, of racism. Right? Like, remember the owners called them inmates? There's been been other, you know... 
there's been things said when DeAndre Hopkins was there to him. Like, it's not, it's not a secret. Like, I'm not just like, ooh, this is my, my take. It's factual, right? They're up, they've upset a lot of people in that room over the years, and it seems like they've just had enough. And now that Eric B. Enemy's not even going to get interviewed, it seems like it's the final, you know, the final straw. Now, listen, what's the common, you know, there's a common denominator here of all these new head coaches. Staley's white, Myers white, Smith is white, Dan Campbell is white. Robert Salah is Muslim. So, uh, you, you can't say, well, they're not in diversity. He'll, he's the first Muslim head coach ever in the National Football League. And that's why, like, Lion fans wanted him. And the Lions, like, people in Detroit, there's a big Muslim um, population uh, in, um, in Michigan. So people thought he'd be a perfect fit, and he's actually from Michigan. Like, he's from there. Like, he played there and stuff in college and not at Michigan, but, you know, at, uh, you know, he's from the state and stuff. So, so Eric B. Enemy now, there's already talk. You know, I'm seeing a story here right now about how agents, league, whatever, people are like players are very upset about Eric, uh, Eric B. Enemy's situation. That, so you're telling me that they're basically, you're telling me that, Every one of these guys, there's a reason why. There's a reason why you want him instead of Eric Bieniemy. Now, I, I'm not. I, I do know there's systematic racism in the National Football League and in sports in general. I get it, but at the same point in time, I don't think. My personal take is now it's better than it used to be, but I don't think that NFL coaches. Um, or NFL, I should say. I don't think that NFL owners or NFL GMs like are racist and don't want black coaches. I don't think that's the instance. I just think that they don't want Eric Bieniemy. And I brought it up before, man. I don't know, but the thing is, if if what if his stuff was that bad, then what's he doing with the Kansas City Chiefs, right? And it's not that bad, you know. And I don't you know. There's as we stated, you know, we're into Me Too stuff. The enemy had a couple of incidences years ago, all right? He never went to jail or anything. Uh, but there was, you know, there's been accusations. He had incidences at Colorado. And uh, there was more than one. There was a couple of things. But we're talking about, like, a long time ago. And so, but you can, so let's just say, I don't know. Are they worried about that? I don't think so. I don't think so. Matt Patricia had, like, an accusation against him years ago. You know what I mean? It is what it is. And so I don't think that suddenly they're all on their high moral, they have some moral beacon here. But, I, you know, listen, if you want to make devils, listen, I think that Brian Dable is is better than the enemy. All right? I think Dable is, you know, has, you know, what he's done with Josh Allen, what he's done with the Bills offense, these consistencies, a great play caller, now, I don't take anything away from Eric Bieniemy, but the fact is you can't have it both ways in the sense that, well, Eric Bieniemy is the greatest coordinator ever, yet Mahomes is the best quarterback ever, right? Well, Tom Brady, but you know what I'm saying? Like that Mahomes is awesome. And really, and once again, I'm not taking anything away from Eric Bieniemy, and I think Eric Bieniemy should be a head coach. And maybe he gets one of these jobs, but I, I know from what I understand, they're saying that he's not even a candidate for either of them. So, but you can say, listen, how hard is it to be an offensive coordinator 
of a football team that has Le'Veon Bell, the Fresh Prince of Hell-Air, Tyreek Hill, uh, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins, Mikal Hardman, you know, Robinson, I could go on, you know, and they've got stars on defense, but that's not being Banamy's deal, but I'm talking about the offense, so if you want to play like devil's advocate against Eric Bieniemy, I, I can totally understand that argument, right? I can totally understand that argument. You can say, well, listen, yeah, he's the coordinator of the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Chiefs are great, and they've got this potent offense, but they also have the most skill position players, like maybe in the history of the National Football League. Like, they're loaded. And players on the Chiefs like Mahomes, so a lot of them, like, didn't, like, get greedy with their contracts and stuff. That's why they're so deep. It's almost unfair, right? They're so loaded. But the thing is, so you want to make that argument? Fine, live with it. All right, I, I get it. But the thing is, Andy Reid's an offensive genius already himself, right? And he's there. Are, I don't know, are they holding it against the Andy Reid coaching tree? Doug Peterson was from the Andy Reid coaching tree. You know, and they're saying that's why they don't want to bring him into Philadelphia because he's essentially whatever, it's the same. He's coming from the same system. And, you know, basically the Eagles don't want to be looking like they're just going to hire every one of Andy Reid's guys. I think they want to break that chain um, type of deal. But so listen, if you want to make that argument that, well, listen, man, look at all the talent that they have. Anybody could be the coordinator of that team. That's not fully true, but I understand that argument. Yet, now this is where I'm going to counter back to you is that, well, what the hell has Arthur Smith done? Uh, the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, Dan Campbell. All right, so he played for the Lions, but, you know what I mean? An assistant with the, with, with the, uh, with the Saints. Saints offense actually kind of struggled this year. They ran the ball a lot. They also have Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, and Drew Brees. And, you know, so, I, you know, is he some genius? Is he some genius? We're working with Sean Payton. So, like, the argument that, well, Eric B. Enemy... Eric Bieniemy, he's got so much talent. It's not him. It's the talent around him. It's not an argument. It could be an argument, but then you can't tell me that Brandon Staley just got hired as a head coach. Brandon Staley just got hired as a head coach. The guy's 38 years old. He's an offensive coordinator to the Los Angeles Rams. The Los Angeles Rams have, like, the, one of the top defensive backs in the NFL. They have the top defensive lineman in the NFL. They've, you know, their other guys are studs. Like, the Rams have a ton of talent on defense. Like, they spent a lot of money on it, too. So, I don't know. Like, is Brandon Staley some defensive genius? Hey, hey Jalen, shut down DK Metcalf if you can. Is, you know? So, there's something to this that they don't like or they don't want Eric Bieniemy. Now, it seems to me that the Houston Texans aren't going to be bullied by Deshaun Watson into hiring him. And if you wonder, Brian Dable, if you're Brian Dable, do you want the job in Houston? Do you want the job in Houston if you're Dable? If Deshaun Watson doesn't want to be there if you're there. Like, I, like basically, Deshaun Watson's fed up. Philadelphia is another instance where that's like the least desirable job, but that's why it's still open. Bring it. Look, you have a simple choice. Keep listening and get the winning edge, or don't, and wish you had. 
We are Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Don't think of us as a place to just hear sports talk. Think of us more as an all-you-can-listen buffet of live odds, lines, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. Bon appetit! We are Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Three-minute warning, level two. Late-night anger management class, I am Morenci. We're throwing it down. We're talking NFL coaching. We'll check in with Ian Cameron. Babana will step up and in and uh, join us. So we're just talking about Brian Dable and, and Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans situation. It's no secret that Deshaun Watson wants out, and he's not hiding it like it's real. He, he hates the owner. He hates the organization. He doesn't think that they listen to him. They ignore him all the time, and he has no input. And... You know, you can say, you know what, he shouldn't have input. You're just a player. But, yeah, he didn't have input, and they traded DeAndre Hopkins. You know what I'm saying? So it's time that he better get some input. (laughs) Otherwise, he's going to want out, and now this is where we're at. There is something out there. Now, you never know. It could just be people sort of, you know, connecting dots here. But the Miami Dolphins, right, with Tua. And basically, you saw the Dolphins. The Dolphins are stacked, essentially. All right, like the Dolphins are in win-now mode, but Tua's not ready to win now. And the Dolphins, there was thought that the Dolphins could bring in Deshaun Watson. So that Deshaun Watson to Miami, Tua goes to uh, the Houston Texans. Tua goes to the Houston Texans. Brian Dable takes the job in Houston, and, of course, Dable was um, at Alabama uh, before. He was with the Buffalo Bills. That's where he came from, Alabama, right? So you can sort of see, you know what I mean? But the NFL is not really a league like that. Like, they, they don't really, like, do those type of deals, like quarterbacks and, like, big things like that. And there's going to be a you know there's going to be a few there's going to be a few quarterbacks out there that's going to be available, but Deshaun Watson is the most attractive one right now. And then you know you've got you got the situation with the Jets. Now Sam Darnold's not the most attractive, but somebody could like him, right? You know it only takes one. I guarantee you, there's an NFL general manager that'll sign that'll take Sam Darnold in, but I don't I don't know what he'd give up for. It's another question. Yeah, I don't think the Jets are going to take Justin Fields. I think the Jets are going to keep Sam Darnold. The late-night anger management class continues. Bring it. <laughs> 